This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster and William Martin. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends. So, show them friends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ifeco. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 291 Survivor Series. Yeah, it would help if uh, my agenda was always updated. Sure. I wish I could put an automatic field in there or just auto update with whatever was in the file name because that's always correct. Oh, well. Uh, but yeah, it's November. I guess it's actually the perfect time because it's right around Thanksgiving, so it is Survivor Series. Yes, yes. See a Survivor Series, and one of those just happened. Yeah. Except in MLS, there is the the best the best thing going in MLS is not being taken out of the playoffs. That was a bad attempt at the joke. Ah. Uh, see over, you would, our, see, over our heads. See, Truman didn't react. That's the thing. So that's uh, how I know. It well, happen. judging by the face that Truman has right now, there's boobs on his television. Nope. <laughs> Just watch wrestling. wrestling. And I made a wrestling reference, and he didn't react to it. So that's how I know it doesn't land. Anyway, uh, before we talk about the Red Bulls in the playoffs, let's talk about uh, disappointment. That is the United States national <laughs> team. Yeah, might as well, right? <laughs> now – Preface this with the fact that this is the coach that is not leading us to any anything. And right? apparently, like, apparently, he's officially out now. Well, he even admitted, like, I'm not going to be here that much longer. So, yeah, well, but I think like today he was kind of like, I am done after today. I mean, that was if he wasn't gone before these two games, he should have been gone right after. So it makes sense. Yeah. So, so a new, presumably, a new coach is getting hired very soon. Berhalter. <laughs> You would assume so. I don't. Who the fuck knows with this organization anymore? Yeah. So we're just all going to pretend that everything we just watched just didn't happen because it's going to yeah, be a whole have, new coach, whole new everything else. Might as well, right? I mean, that's what Survivor Series is. It doesn't matter for anything. Mm-hmm. So why not these friendlies? Why not? Uh, so England, or, yeah, England destroyed the U.S. three nothing. Sure did. Uh, and Italy apparently squeaked out a one nothing win. I didn't watch either game, so I am purely going by when goals are scored. Uh, Tyler Adams played about 30 minutes against England and nine, the full 90 against Italy, and uh, Aaron Long joined him against Italy for that full 90 as well. Yay. Nothing, nothing says let's grow this domestic sport by putting uh, players in the playoffs into international friendlies right before playoff games. It's well, completely meaningless. Up, meaningless. Meaning about that in a little bit. In the dumping ground, there's maybe some changes. Okay. Well, true. 
Um, all right. So thoughts on these games? I have nothing because I didn't watch. Honestly, I don't care at this point. Uh, Christian Pulisic's words after the first game were very poignant. Um, this team needs direction. They need a coach. They need – and this is so – everybody in the soccer community knows that naming a coach, a permanent head coach, has been long overdue. Um, to be honest, they, they should have, after the World Cup, uh, moved this process along much faster. If the coach was employed by the MLS team, which we all think it is Greg Ballhalter, my, the only excuse would be for them to be holding off is that it's actually Peter Vermees who's still coaching. Um, in the in the playoffs, but my what I was about to say is I don't care if they're an MLS coach if they're currently employed. Let them do dual duty for a little bit. Let them go FIFA style if they need to just just to start implementing their system, uh, even if it's baby steps. You know, um, it's long overdue. They don't have a direction. Uh, they played timidly against both Italy and England uh, for at least a half a game. And if you showed that once Sarishan, I don't know, made a ju- halftime adjustments or whatever, uh, they were, they played better um, against each team. Um, they certainly don't have a scoring threat right now. I, I think, you know, in terms of um, players in exile right now, uh, Josie Outdoor, once healthy, has to be considered to be brought back into this team um, because he could score. Um, Josh Sargent uh, hopefully will be ready sooner than later, uh, but he does not appear to be yet, uh, despite moments where he's looked solid. Bobby Wood is a good off-the-bench option. He's not a starter. Um, And and I think the biggest disappointment is we didn't really get a full 90 to see McKinney, Pulisic, and Adams together. And I think that's what what we've all been really excited to see. Uh, I mean, of course, from a Red Bull standpoint, we don't really want to see Adams for a full 90. Um, Oh. But it, it would have been nice to see the three of them play a get a larger sample size of the three of them together because those those three are really going to be the focal point of this team for years to come, uh, barring some catastrophic reversal of fortunes for one of them. Um, so yeah, it was it was an extremely disappointing couple of games because the U.S. national team under Sarajan have had a few promising results, and we were always able to say, "Hey, this is a young team; it's going to grow." Uh, to see them not really build on those uh, and just fall flat on the face. And, and again, they, they have no direction. They have no direction right now. It, it's hard to get up. I mean, you, you, you certainly want to see these guys get up regardless of who the coach is, interim or not. Uh, but when there's no direction, it's hard. It's hard. And, and Sarishan played a very, very conservative lineup uh, or style of play uh, throughout his entire ten- tenure. Um, I guess let's let's look forward to see who's going to get uh, be the next coach. We all think it's Burhalter. Maybe it's Vermees. And then uh, we got Camp Cupcake in uh, January to see the next uh, next action for this team. And then hopefully that is just a steady build to the Gold Cup in the summer. Truman, you got anything to add? No, because, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I'd say this a million times. These games I just don't care about. Mm. And I think the real thing, like, exactly, until they get an actual coach in there, what are we watching? Hmm. For me, said it sounds like they put in lineups to just not get embarrassed. Okay. So, get a, get a real coach, get an actual coach, and then let's start to actually care about um, when they start playing friendlies again. For it's just it's just holding pattern. That's all this is holding pattern. It's just it's gone on for far too long. Yeah. All right. Uh, so one last thing, not. International duty for Red Bulls. Uh, Maria Nescobar starting for Panama today against Ecuador. Kaku, I have no idea because I did a search right before we 
we went to record this and nothing came up on the news feed, so I'm assuming he's not playing. Or if he does play, it's going to be like sub duty, so at least there's that. Um, <clears throat> but now we get to the meat of the show. The New York Red Bulls are in the Eastern Conference Finals for this is the first time since first time since Pecky, right? We never made it this far into Marsh. I don't remember. I, either way, it's at least a second in six years. Second in five years. Um, they'll be facing Atlanta. First leg is November 25th at Atlanta, 5 p.m. on ESPN. Second leg is midweek, uh, <clears throat> November 29th at Red Bull Arena, 7 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Uh, I assume we're going to do a show like Tuesday next week in between these two, so we're not going to talk about both legs right now. I would assume you'd, you'd be correct. Yes. So let's talk about leg number one. Uh, Atlanta comes in after handily taking care of New York City FC. Uh, of course, at the end of the regular season, we all know that they had that uh, collapse against Toronto on the last day of the season, which is why they are hosting the first game instead of the second. Um. <clears throat> So thoughts going into this game. I know last week somebody asked us the question if we would have the same feeling uh, going into the second leg if we were down one nothing one week on, and now that you know the the buzz of the Columbus series is gone, do you guys still feel the same way they did last week? Well. Yeah, I mean, I do feel better going against Atlanta. Yeah, they are a fantastic team. Um, I know we probably talked about this again the week before, is that the Red Bulls just have played better against Atlanta. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, we weren't very nervous. You know, I know Pat was very concerned about Columbus, and then we didn't have to be in the leg too, but Mm. I don't feel so worried now, and I hope that doesn't turn out to be a bad thing. But I think just they match up – better against Atlanta. These guys seem to turn it up against this team. They certainly like to turn it up in big crowds in Atlanta so far in two games. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen that. Um, they, I, they're going to be up. They're going to be ready to play this team. I don't think there's a, a doubt in their minds. I don't think this is going to be um, the conservative lay down and die team that we see year in, year out. Whether they win this series or not, I don't know. But I feel decent going into this game of getting some kind of any kind of positive result uh, out of this. Even if it's a one goal loss, a two, one loss, I, I can really see them coming out with this with like a, a one, one or two, two draw. Um, it's going to come down to really the biggest thing is that defensive line for the Red Bulls. And if they're 100%, it, we're looking at one of the best defenses in league history. I mean, they were the best defense this year. They're very, very hard to get past. Uh, and they're young and they're fast. And that's what you're going to need against these Atlanta forwards. Cause you know, these guys fly down that field pretty quickly. Mm. Um, so you gotta like, I mean, it's only Tuesday. So I think Tyler Adams is going to be completely fine by Sunday, uh, evening. Correct. It's an evening game. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be fine. And that's what you're going to need. You're going to need defensive speed, uh, to hold these guys in check. I really, I have a, a good feeling about coming out with this with, with a decent result. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like the rebels will show up down there in Atlanta uh, this upcoming week. I, I you know, I, I think they're going to be all right. I mean, yes, we have guys coming from across 
the ocean to come back and play this game. Kaku, who, by the way, did play 46. I just found out. Just I, I found it. He played a, a half against South Africa. Um, Long and Adams. Uh, but, the, you know, Amiron and uh, Joseph Martinez, I mean, they also had their own uh, friendlies to, to play in these past couple days. So they're, they're going to be in the same boat. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, they've, again, they, they haven't disappointed in Atlanta yet. Um, you know, there will be a first time. I'm not so sure it'll be this time. Uh, if they lose, that's fine. Just keep it close and get, get an away goal. I, mm-hmm. I will say this much. If they don't get the away goal, I will be as nervous as I was going into the Columbus match. Um, just get me that one away goal to give you some sort of breathing room um, when you come home. Uh, I think that's the key there. Uh, and keep it close. You know, don't don't let them score more than one or two. Um, you know, but uh, again, like Truman said, the defensive line has been phenomenal this season. Uh, I think what wasn't there a stat that at home they have not given up a goal in like I think since some six, since six September, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they are playing tremendously. Uh, no reason to see why that won't continue. Uh, but Atlanta will be a tough matchup. I mean, they, sure. they, it's it's not a. Um, you know they they weren't the second best team in league history, not just this season. Yeah, uh, yeah, for, for nothing, you know. Right. Which we we I mean we only stole the shield on the last day of the year. Exactly. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean these are two. You know, uh, one team is ranked one, one team is ranked A. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this is not a walkover, and you're just saying, hey, thank goodness they have that that last game at home on a fucking stupid ass. Thursday night. Uh, Dumb. <sighs> so, by the way, Red Bulls uh, held or their last six matches have not given up a goal at home. The last time they did so was August 5th against LAFC. There you go. Wow. Uh, wow. But that also means you've only played six home games since August 5th. Right, but still. Um, all right. So I'm trying to think of stuff I can add that's different. <laughs> Obviously, the biggest thing is just getting a result. Honestly, like a one-one draw, I'd be perfectly happy with. Um, a win would obviously be much better, regardless number or what the score is, because where the goals do play an advantage. Uh, I think the important thing, or one of the important things, is Sean Davis to not get a yellow, because the cards don't reset till after the first leg, right? Which Again, it's so stupid. Why can't he get you know the yellow taken away after going scot free in a game? But if he can get out of Atlanta without picking up a card, he is the only one, by the way, with that ha- that one yellow is going to suspend him for leg two. Mm-hmm. So unless guys start getting red cards, we're relatively safe to keep most of our starting eleven. Yeah. Uh, so Sean Davis just don't do anything stupid. Um. Get some goals and write Phillips, please deliver on your what you were saying on the Men and Blazers podcast about how you would love to just silence seventy five thousand people. Yeah. Be the man. This is it. This is the biggest stage you can possibly ask for in the playoffs, right? Oh yeah. A, and a, a clearly going to be loud, packed place. Um, it's it's now this time to shine. Royer helped you out a lot. In the last game, a lot. Uh, 
and I'll say one thing. I think Royer is going to stay hot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to score a goal, but I think he's going to be – I think he's going to continue to play very, very well. I think he's one of those streaky guys, and I think now he's on the good side of that streak, mm-hmm. scoring those two goals, feeling it. Uh, I think he likes playing Atlanta too, so. So, by the way, I was wrong. The Red Bulls made the conference finals in 2015 after winning the MLS Cup. Or, I mean, sorry, after winning the Supporter Shield. Uh, that was, yeah, that was the one they lost uh, to, to Columbus yeah. on aggregate. Because yeah, uh, just a narrow miss would have taken it to overtime. Yeah. But we haven't been back there since that point. Mm. But no, uh, no, no I, I, I think if you look at the conference final appearances, because the first, since the since winning a supporter show anyway, the first one was with Pecky in 2014, which we weren't even, I think, expected to get there because we were all cart at that point. And then I think in that year was also the first year we beat DC in the playoffs mm-hmm. in a series. So it was like a shock just to even get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 2015 was our second supporter shield victory. So I think there was still a little bit of, Hey, we want a shield. And as much as we wanted to be, to get through, you know, ultimately it wasn't, I think as much pressure as this year is going to be if they mm. don't get through. And I, and I, and I, I'm sorry. And I said it before the second leg of the Columbus series. If you do not make it to MLS Cup finals, you are the best team to not win anything. Yep. Yep. So the pressure is you know, funny about the, uh, the playoffs this year is that the Red Bulls had the chance of facing one of three possible real or unreal rivals. Didn't play any of them. <laughs> Philly was in the playoffs, DC was in the playoffs, and NYCFC were all in the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, didn't have to play any of them. Not bad. But I guess this is this will probably start a new rivalry. I, it's, it probably will. I mean, it, it, from what I've seen of Atlanta fans chirping after the snow last week, it feels like it, it's close to that, like, boiling point. What, they, they made fun of us for having an Atlanta-like snow day? I know, right? Because, you know... Atlanta gets any snow and they're shut down. Right. Uh, I mean, we, we, we Atlanta did up. I mean, we really did. It was sad. I mean, I don't know. Down here, it wasn't too bad, but I also wasn't driving on a road that was covered with snow for the most part. So, yeah. yeah nobody decided to plow or salt anything in this state. You know, despite the fact, I don't know how many times I've seen plows and snow uh, salters out on like when I've been like, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. And it's like, this is the one they decided not to do anything. <laughs> Well, technically, they did pre-treat a lot of the highways, but they just didn't get the vehicles out fast enough. Yeah. And we saw the result. Who else sat in their car for a long time? I felt fortunate Yee. to only be in my car for an hour and a half. Like I, I was know. One of the guys. One of the guys I work with. It took him five hours to get home. Granted, it was what it should have been an hour and a half commute or something like that, but it took him five hours. I had friends took him six. People took six hours to get home. Yeah, took me. Yeah, exactly. My hour and a half drive was not so bad in retrospect whatsoever. At least it's not as bad as the, that windstorm back in March because down here when that happened, holy shit. If you were not home within like, I think by like 3 o'clock, you had a very rough time of it. Mm. Well, the good news is that I don't believe we'll be playing Atlanta in any kind of snow condition up here. So uh, I don't know what it's going to be like a week from Thursday, but it hopefully will not be uh, crazy snow. 
I don't need fans shoveling the field at any time in this series. <laughs> so right now, wait, hold on. That's per, that's down here. That's not up there. I was about to tell you what was going to be down here. So the current prediction, weather for next Thursday is high of forty-four degrees, low of thirty-two, partly cloudy. Perfect. Nice. The perfect night. And around game time, I'm supposed to be 38 degrees. That's fine. Not bad. That's going to be the, that's going to be the real advantage, I think, in this series is that home game. Uh, if it gets chilly. Yeah. Or even if it just dips below 40. Yeah. Cause we know, we know how indoor teams do in the NFL when they mm-hmm. have to face the elements. Yep. Imagine a bunch of South American players who's never yeah, come out. Yeah. Before. The good thing is like, uh, we have already players like practicing up here on these cold days. So mm-hmm. they're, they're already, you know, they're going to be ready for it. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We have a dome game to, to worry about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So moving on the, just making sure nobody's making predictions, right? No. Uh, no. Okay. Um, so far, me going the Truman route this year is working. So <laughs> I'm sticking with it. No, no predictions, but I, I, like I said, I have a, a, a better than usual feeling about this series. I just, again, I think they match up well against Atlanta. I think their defense is far superior. Uh, goaltending's, uh, what would you say? Maybe just barely in the Red Bulls' favor? Yeah, maybe right? just barely, yeah. Right? Robley's a little bit better than Brad Guzan, and Brad Guzan was also, he was nominated, right, for Keeper of the Year? Might have been, I yeah. I don't remember. Um, I mean, he just he got just got called up for the national team, and Robles didn't, you know. And right, he, well, that's he, I mean, that's just. <laughs> and he was on the All Star team, but I, of course, we all know Atlanta fans stuffed the ballot. So right, um, but yeah, really, I just I I I feel good. I really feel good that defense is going to have to uh, impose their will. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh... Just quick for the Western Conference Finals, uh, it is Sporting Kansas City versus Portland Timbers. Who you got? Uh, well, let me read off the legs first. Mm. Uh, so same dates. I'm not going to read those part off, but uh, first legs at Portland, 7.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Second legs at Sporting Kansas City, 9.30 p.m. on ESPN. So ESPN and Fox are flipping games between legs one and two. Uh, I am saying Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, I think I'm going SKC as well. Um, the plus is if they win, we go to the uh, we go to the CCL by default. Um, that too. There is that whole, even though I know it's a totally different team. Savaris is, uh, I guess, um, culture has taken root now. Uh, we did beat Portland with four uh, nothing with scrubs. So <laughs> yeah. that, that would <laughs> that, that would make you feel kind of good going to the MLS Cup. I got to say. Portland, though, I mean, well, they showed in Seattle that they don't really give no fucks about road games. Nope. I mean, they didn't win uh, the game in Seattle, so to speak, but they're definitely not uh, afraid of playing in front of big crowds. They also didn't know that away goals didn't count in extra time. So, <laughs> Hey, I didn't know away goals didn't count in extra time until Forrestine told me on Twitter. I mean, they were. They said like every five minutes on the broadcast. I don't think I, I was. I think I was doing my usual playing Red Dead, okay. yeah, watching on the laptop. To it, that's different. I was hunting for perfect pelts when that <laughs> game was on, because then I could craft cool items. God, I'm only I, done with chapter one of that game. 
Yeah, you need to get on that. I do. All right, so I'm just going to be different and just say Portland for shits and giggles. Cool. So I will say if we get uh, Sporting Kansas City, aside from the automatic CCL bid, it would be kind of funny because we traveled to Sporting Kansas City for the finals of the Open Cup last year. Who cares? Just saying, Cup Tournament Finals, now it's in reverse. And, and yeah, so, so for the 500 of you want that vengeance, and congrats. Again, getting ahead of ourselves. I'm not angry at Sporting Kansas City for that game. I know you're not. I'm just, you know me in the Open Cup. I hate it. Actually, that's not fair. I just don't care. I'm nothing it. There you go. There's you can't hate it if you go. Feelings, so I'm going to talk about a few minutes. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, dumping ground. Uh, first, one of the big news things this week, uh, MLS is considering a new playoff format starting uh, in 2019. This playoff format would see one extra team make the playoffs. So that would be seven per – sorry, two extra teams make the playoffs. So, seven per conference. But, uh, yeah, it was oh, yeah, 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 two, two total. Right, 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 right. Yes. Uh, the number one seed in each conference would get a first round buy. And instead of doing the home and away series that we're doing now, everything would be single elimination tournaments with the higher seed hosting. So if the Red Bulls, so in this year's tournament, uh, if it had happened, I think Montreal was the first team out, if I'm not mistaken, which meant they would have been the seventh seed. I have no idea how that's going to work. What do you mean? How are they going to go from seven down to, you know, to yeah. to an even number where it can condense. so you have so in this if this was this year Montreal would have made the playoffs instead of being eliminated because they were seventh mm-hmm. Red Bulls would have had a bye mm-hmm. the first round it would have been Atlanta versus Montreal oh, okay New York versus Philly and DC versus Columbus so the four or five matchup doesn't really change in this um, and then the Red Bulls presumably would get the because there'd be three teams left at that point plus the Red Bulls. And I assume they're going to reseed after every round again, so the Red Bulls will get whatever the lowest team remaining is. Right. Okay. I see now. So basically, think of it this way: the quote wild card round or whatever it is now gets one extra game, and they just don't do series after that. Okay. That's the simplest way to think of it. Mm-hmm. I'd be cool. With, I'd be cool with single game elimination. Oh, I've been saying it for a year. I'm, I'm actually surprised it's on the uh, it's on the table. I figured MLS would never give up that money. Yeah, and that that means the away goal goes bye bye again. Yep. And as part of this, uh, one of the things they're looking to do is also. I it seems like they want to shorten the regular season a little bit. I'm not sure how they're going to do it exactly, because I didn't get I didn't don't have the description to the Atlantic, so I didn't get the full uh, details. They were going to add to uh, basically take away two weekend games and add to midweek games, and there's a possibility the season will start in February. Hi. Mm. At this point, why not just go to winter schedule? <laughs> anyway, um, and so one of the other big selling points to this is that given what's happening this week with the international break, by starting the schedule earlier, compressing the schedule, they would line it up. So I think it's supposed to be that the whole playoffs would take place in between the October and November international breaks. So you would have the October break happen, then you would start the playoffs, finish the playoffs, I guess would have been the weekend before the international break starts. I admit I kind of like the December, the early December MLS uh, Cup, but 
I mean, these international breaks are just fucking everything up with the playoffs, so it mm-hmm. just makes sense. I, I mean, also, I, I just I don't like the idea of starting a season in February when you have teams like Minnesota. Well, I mean, I think one thing that was in the athletic articles, be you know, especially with the addition of Nashville, with the addition of Miami, I think for that first month, you may be looking at one home game for these northern teams, and they'll be doing a lot of their a lot of early season travel. I, I think I, I think I that's all. I do don't it. think that's fair either. I think that's fair to those teams. I mean, in the end, they still get their even number of home games. Right. Uh, you know? I don't want to go to a fucking Red Bulls game in February. Hmm. Really... Oh, we've done it already. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to do them. It wasn't that bad. It was like 45. <laughs> and part of the consideration for this, especially for teams from the North, is, I mean, look at what DC did this year. Granted, DC's on a much bigger scale. Right. But – being able to kind of backload some of those early home games, in theory, provides an advantage to teams in in those. And presumably, the Red Bulls want to be one of these teams because we are in a northern climate. Uh, we would get, in theory, a few extra home games towards the end of the season versus at the beginning. I mean, it's it's yeah. So we'll, we're going to trade, you know, one. Uh, one game uh, in February. So we'll have, let's just say we have one home game in February, and Miami and Orlando will have one home game in July, where it's like beastly down there. So it's a trade off. Oh, it's definitely a trade off. I just hope that it doesn't impact competitiveness too much. I, I don't think it. I, I don't think it will. I mean, because. You play, especially the Southern games in the middle of uh, the summer. Ugh. I mean, it's just slog. God, you're right. Fra- uh, Florida during the summer is just horrendous. Yeah. Well, they All might right. they might play their uh, uh, their first year inside the the Marlins Stadium. Oof. That should be fun. But they said that that stadium is actually built to accommodate uh, real actual soccer. So. Unlike certain other baseball stadiums, yes, and it has a and it has a built-in goal celebration with the <laughs> <laughs> wacky flying flying fish display. Uh, no, yeah. I thought uh, I thought Derek Jeter is moving that outside the stadium because he hates it. <laughs> oh, he's just in charge of everything now. Apparently, I think he put in the smallest amount of money, but he runs everything. Yeah, amazing. And they're like, "Why do you make these decisions?" He's like, "I have a model wife," and I was like, "I get it." <laughs> It's like, I'm Derek fucking Jeter, that's why. I'm Derek fucking Jeter. Who the hell are you? <laughs> hey, you make your bigger a good point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else for Dumping Grounds? Uh, real quick, uh, I told Joe Asiki last week that um, Notre Dame was going to whoop up on his Syracuse, uh, and they did. So he asked us a question that we didn't actually get on the show. Because he's saying a little too late, but I just want to say, Joe, sorry, buddy. Come on, we all saw that coming. And yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm no Notre Dame booster. Yeah. I'm just saying, Syracuse is, uh, they're bad. They're not Rutgers bad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can we, can we just spend five minutes talking about how, how Rutgers really held it down against Penn State? Really held it down. Uh, yeah, I can't say it. I barely, I've been barely watching Rutgers because it's just an exercise in pain. Hey, they only lost by thirteen. Oh, I guess there's that. Yeah. 
I mean, that that's probably what's going to save – well, there's probably a number of things that are going to save Ash's job, such as they don't want to eat the money. But uh, yeah, since taking over defensive uh, play calling, they've, they've been better defensively. But uh, their true freshman quarterback still garbage. So, yeah. so hopefully you know, he learned from this season, and next year we'll see something different. But since uh, – Unlikely. <laughs> since, since, since recruits have been jumping ship all season – uh, I'm not. I'm not that. Uh, not that optimistic. And there you go. There's. There's our five minutes. Uh, not even five minutes. Rutgers breakdown. Bring back Shiano. I'll never complain about seven and five again. <laughs> I want to. I want to go back to the tampon bowl. Sorry, go to. Let's go to the pinstripe bowl again. Yeah. So I know it's totally not the same thing, but I find it funny that the Rutgers basketball team has more wins than the football team. Uh, that's because it's the early season, and then once they play in the division, I know, I know. The I know. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking at this, I'm looking at it because I was at a uh, Buffalo Wild Wings on Friday, and I saw they had two no record. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, because they played De- they played Des Moines State University. Yeah, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson and Drexel they beat, and then lost to St. John's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. And they beat Eastern Michigan. I guess it was yesterday. Yeah. Mm. Football team can. But I tell you, they can whoop ass in wrestling and uh, uh, soccer. So this isn't wrestling. All right, Pat. I think you had something you wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, the Nations League is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like I saw, like all the like, like Germany is relegated in the Nations League. I'm like, who cares? I looked up. I was like, what? What, what do they get? Oh, they get nothing. Cool. This is dumb. This whole nation didn't didn't the team that win Nations League get like an automatic Euro bid or something like that? Who cares? Apparently expanded the Euro for the next Euro. It's like, who gives a shit? I mean, did they expand it last so time? So Luxembourg finally gets in? Yeah, Luxembourg's finally going to get their uh, shits and giggles in the in the Euro. The nation, It's just dumb. I mean, it's I know what it is. It's Euro, it's Euro protectionism. They don't want to let... I mean, I remember reading. They, they don't want to let uh, Brazil and uh, Argentina play Spain and Italy and have prep for the World Cup. It's dumb. It's just, it's, I have no use for it. Uh, same with the CONCACAF Nations League. It's all dumb. But yeah, the CONCACAF Nations League is even worse because now we're going to be forced to play uh, lesser competition uh, instead of pre- getting our asses kicked and preparing against uh, tougher teams. So I- I'm not a fan. And the, the side benefit to UEFA and detriment to CONCACAF is the FIFA rankings do affect World Cup seeding. Yeah. So by UEFA playing itself, it effectively allows teams to build up their world ranking because the coefficient is better yeah. than CONCACAFs. Yeah. I mean, you know, for, that's just it. And because we're saying these things count, you know, it's, I mean, not, I mean, I know friendly wins well, counted. Does it? So th- I guess, does it rank as higher than friendly in those standings? Uh, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe. But either way, you're, you're right. I mean, they're going to be playing, forced to be playing tougher competition, and it's going to help out. Um, and yeah, you know, we're going to get, a, we're going to rack up wins against. Uh, well, maybe now we're going to rack up wins against Trinidad, Tobago, and uh, Panama, and it's going to be like, so what? I guess. I guess one of my questions would be: Is this considered a quote a level tournament? Because now we can start, in theory, cap tying kids earlier if we uh, really wanted to. 
I think it will. I mean, I think from that standpoint, it's quote unquote an official tournament. So yeah, we will be able to cap tie kids. Um, but so I, I, could that, I could be I guess, wrong about that. I guess we do have a benefit to that at least. I guess I don't know. Not that it's really much of a benefit when we play, we play teams that are worse than us. I don't really care. I mean, a lot of the kids right now on the team uh, who seem to have promise are Americans born and bred. So they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're not going going anywhere unless uh, and none of them are at least none of the ones that are a threat to leave are uh, Latino. So you know, like that kid who jumped shit from Mexico. Uh, fuck him. Whatever his name was. Like, I was raised in this country my whole life. I'm going to play for Mexico. Go suck it. We have to stop there. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. Jay's editing that out right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, no. Again, I the, these who cares the international breaks. There's just fucking nothing going on. Yeah. Nothing. Mm. Wrestling's been great, but that's about it. Yeah, wrestling had a fun weekend. Mm-hmm. And too I, bad it's not a wrestling show because we could talk about that. I paid half attention to the Survivor Series. You should you should go watch NXT. Yeah, Takeover yeah. was. I don't care. It's, but if you if you want to watch a good wrestling show, it's worth it. <sighs> so my, my my interest in wrestling has slowly died since All In. All In was great. Everything WWE does sucks, and I'm just like man. Now you're getting jaded. Don't worry, you'll come back. That's what happens. Mm, what happens? Nice. This is the life of a wrestling fan. It's an mm. ebb and flow. Yep, it really is. You'll you'll get jaded for a while and then you'll come back. It's all right. I I I, I stopped watching Raw and SmackDown for now, and but I, I even joined. I enjoyed Survivor Series more because of that. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so only leaves one more thing. I'm not sure if we actually want to do this, but this is where we would do Truman's terrible team of the week. Yeah, you see the Eagles get annihilated? That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. That's all I got, because who else am I going to talk about? But I will, I will take any chance to make fun of the Philadelphia Eagles when I can. Karma for destroying your city. Yeah. So there you go. I will say this was the best weekend in my sports life because the Jets and Red Bulls did not lose. That's right. There you go. <laughs> we didn't win either, but we didn't lose. Yeah. It's okay. We'll get blown out 42 nothing by whoever next week. Uh, you mean the New England Patriots? Okay, sorry. We're coming off of the, to a loss to the Tennessee Titans. Sorry, it'll be, it'll be seventy to seven. <laughs> hey, and the Giants are only three three uh, three games out of first place, baby. Right. <laughs> Woo! We're I was, coming I was back. Saying, if the Jets were in the a- in the NFC East, we'd be only two games back. I'm sorry, Saquon. I ever doubted you. <laughs> if the Giants make the playoffs this year. Especially since they can only do it as, I assume, the NFC East champion. You'd be correct. Something's something's wrong here. Pat will jump into the Passaic River because the chances of happening are slim to none. Yeah, no. I'll I'll jump into the New Providence branch of Passaic. It's not as deep. Yeah, I didn't (laughs) didn't say what part. Yeah. (laughs) Or, yeah. All right, so let's wrap this one up. Uh, you can visit us, patreon.com slash Rant one buck a month's all you need. And, hey, if you're a patron already, check your credit card to make sure that uh, it didn't last because I think a few of our patrons did have their credit cards expire on the website. Give us give us your fucking money. Yeah, come on. <laughs> what do you think? You think you can lapse on your bill to us? <laughs> we're, sending you, we're sending you all the collections. I hope you know that. <laughs> 
it happens. I support some shows on Patreon. On Patreon, I've been keeping an eye on that myself, so don't feel bad. Uh, if you want to email us, redballrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redballrant. On Twitter, at Red Bull Rant for the show, at Dr. Stooch myself, at PMACDA2 for Pat, at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last thoughts before we get out of here. Well, I guess if you can't find Pat and I under one of those bridges we talked about last week, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you'll find us up in Morristown. Yes. So there you go. And uh, my last word is going to take a deep breath. <sighs> Think positive thoughts and hope we get the win. Patrons, feel bad for not letting your credit cards lapse. <laughs> feel very bad about it. We need that $15 a month. <laughs> and Red Bulls win. All right, so for Pat, Truman, and myself, this has been episode number 291 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Atlanta burned to the ground. Lights.